This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And a, uh, a new era starting for Dalvin Cook as it is announced right after we go off the air on Monday at around 7.03, 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time, literally right after we went off the air, that Dalvin Cook had signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Now we can talk about what that means for the Dolphins, what backfield, what it means for the Cowboys backfield, um, and obviously here what it means for the backfield for the New York Jets. It's a deal up to $8.6 million. And even if like he doesn't end up making the full 8.6, and we haven't seen like the the exact like salary structure for Dalvin. Um, that's like starting running back money. I and I know that the spin zone was from like Jets beat reporters was well, you know, this is still going to be Priest Hall's job, and like the Jets know that Priest Hall's a better player. Yeah. Also, also they paid Dalvin Cook like a starting running back, so he he's either going to play a lot or he's the most expensive insurance policy in the history of the National Football League. I think a lot of that remains to be seen. Uh, making matters even more fun, Ken. Brees Hall activated off the PUP list today and is back practicing with his teammates with the New York Jets. The Jets plus 250 right now to win the AFC East that our show sponsor Ben MGM. Win total at nine and a half. They're 18 to one to win the Super Bowl and one and a half point home dogs week one Sunday night, September 11th against the Buffalo Bills. Ken, thoughts on Dalvin Cook to the Jets joining Aaron Rodgers and company in what is increasingly becoming a must win year and an all in year for the New York football Jets. Yeah, I definitely agree with the last part of that. Uh, they're, you know, making moves designed to win the Super Bowl this year. Obviously, you get Aaron Rodgers. Dalvin Cook's like a, a much smaller addition than that. But yeah, that's uh, that's the goal. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, new hard knocks uh, tonight, right? So uh, we'll, you know, maybe get a little cameo of Dalvin visiting. Obviously, him signing probably won't be featured in tonight's episode. But um, yeah, it'll just be really interesting to see how this plays out. I- I've been like pretty consistent. I think with how I feel about the Jets this year, I don't have to be right, but just like what my opinion of the team is going into the year from a betting standpoint. uh, And that's that I think that their upside is to win the Super Bowl. And I think there are probably fewer than 10 teams where that's the case in a 32 team league. So to be even in that mix, to have that be your upside, uh, I think is compelling. Like it's a team that I'm interested in seeing that I want to follow that I might want to bet on to win the Super Bowl. And obviously their price is longer than most of the other teams that fit that description, right? Kansas City's in that conversation and Cincinnati's in that conversation and Philly and San Francisco, um, maybe the Dolphins, you know, it's like, you can kind of go down the list here, maybe Dallas, uh, Buffalo. 
And then it's kind of like, is that it? Like Baltimore, maybe? I, I think the Jets are in that discussion, and there aren't many teams in the discussion. So, you know, does this add a little bit more to their upside? Like a really little bit? Sure, I guess. I mean, ultimately, like I, I think, you know, we talk about things that we really think are going to happen this year and and have almost like no doubt. It would be very, 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 very weird to me if the Jets didn't have a great defense this year. Like they were a great defense last year. It's the same coach who was a defensive guy. It's like a ton of the same pieces. A lot of the young pieces are older in a good way. And it's like, they're just, they're going to be bad. Like the defense I think is going to be really good. Ultimately, whether they win a Super Bowl, obviously will depend on whether Aaron Rodgers is cooked or not, or how awesome he is and all that stuff. But like, what a great spot to be in. I mean, a ton of other teams would kill to be in this situation that they're in. So I know there's like, he's a huge lightning rod. Rodgers, obviously for discussion. And I think a lot of people like to have strong opinions, positive or negative about the team. I'm just like, look, the market is rating them as like very good above average, you know, going to probably be in the playoffs. I agree with that. Um, Outside shot of winning the division. Maybe they're a little more likely than that. And maybe a little more likely than that price, Uh, but really like 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. Maybe that's a little long just because of everything clicks. Um, They're ceiling the best version of the Jets. Like if Rogers is really good, God, he went back to back MVPs two years ago. Like if he's really good, their ceiling is to be the best team in the league. And uh, this move in a very, very, very small way, I guess, kind of helps that a little bit. Definitely. And, you know, it's almost like, does he need to be, I know this is not what you were saying, does he need to be like two-time MVP award winner recently? He's obviously won won more MVPs than that in his career. Does he need to be that? Or does he just need to be like more competent than what they put out there last year for this team to be really good? It'd be impossible not to be. I mean, there's the worst quarterback situation in the league, basically. Like them in Washington. That's like about it. Houston. Uh, and then, and then, you know, when we talked about the Jets, when we did eight buckets for them a couple of weeks ago, I, I think you summed things up really well at the end when you said, this is going to be, Jets are projected to play in a lot of close games against good teams. And in the fourth quarter of these games, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's your quarterback. Like, can he win you the game? Like, it's less like, is Aaron Rodgers going to throw for 4,500 yards? And more like, in the fourth quarter, when they're down by three and they have the ball with two minutes left, can Aaron Rodgers lead them down the field to tire, win the game, win the game in overtime? And I think if you're bullish on Aaron Rodgers, maybe not being what he's been over the course of his first ballot Hall of Fame legendary career, but if he's even like 75% of that, I, I absolutely agree with you, Ken, that this team's upside is to win the Super Bowl. And uh, and maybe they end up getting there in, a, in an absolutely loaded AFC. Um a bunch of, of fantasy thoughts and like player prop thoughts here. If anything else here on Dalvin Cook, and I can be quick and we can get to baseball. Yeah, well, just uh, not not on Cook specifically, but just to like kind of tie a bow on the point that we were making there about the Jets' upside. Uh, we do so much schedule projection on this show, especially this year, more than we've ever done, and it's so it's really I, I think it's just it's illuminating. I think to the listener to just be like you know because like they're not pouring through all the schedules and like who has the time and stuff. So we're at least like informing. And a lot of times we get to the end of the discussion and it turns into like a conversation about like how many toss up games the team will play. And this is true in professional football and in college. And it was true in college yesterday. And we're going to do 20 more teams today or whatever. And it'll be like, all right, they basically like in a 12 game schedule for college or in a 17 game for pro, like, OK, maybe you're, you know, four and four and you have this many toss-up games. And if you win half of them, this is what you do. Like, this is the exercise we do all the time. This will sound really familiar to people who listen to the show and do eight buckets all the time. The appeal, like, the, to me, like, subjectively, that however many toss-up games that is, 
that is where you can be subjective with like coach quarterback and how much that matters. And like the difference between in six toss up games, winning five of them and winning one of them is having Josh McDaniels as the coach on the low end. Right. Or, you know, like any number of great head coaches on the higher end, like whoever you want to pick Kevin O'Connell last year in close games would be a really good example. Um, like won every single close game, Dable won a lot of close games and you know, like that's where, okay. Like I have these toss up games. How do I feel about, especially in the NFL, how do I feel about my coach and my quarterback in tie games with five minutes left? Are these people who I like in these situations or are these people who I'm like deathly afraid of in these situations? So like one of the reasons I don't like the saints and you don't like the saints. Okay. If the saints play in like seven, eight toss up games this year and it's Derek Carr and Dennis Allen tie game, five minutes left. Like, and you gotta, <laughs> and you gotta win a lot of those to hit the number nine and a half. You gotta win a lot of those. You feel great. <laughs> like I, I find the person that feels great. And you can like be like, oh, the schedule is so easy, schedule's so easy. They're gonna be in a lot of those games because everyone's in a lot of those games. And like that's your tandem. Okay. I don't I'm not smart enough to evaluate like Robert Sala, the head coach, like great defensive coordinator. Last year seemed like it was just you just don't have a quarterback, and it's like maybe you make a move earlier and things go okay, but like you got really, really hurt by who your quarterback was. But the defense was outstanding. So okay, maybe jury's out on whether he's a great coach, but like you have Aaron Rodgers. So if, if the expectation is like you have this many toss-up games or half your season's toss-up games and it's him in the fourth quarter with five, yeah, I'm going to like the team and think that they have a chance to win a lot of games versus like some of the other teams we're talking about. So I just, it's fun, I think, especially like when you project schedules, like, okay, like instead of worrying about the difference between whether it's like a two or a two and a half or a three, it's like, all right, like how many games are in play for this team? You know, whether they're a good team or a bad team, it's going to be a different number. And then, okay, like versus those teams, it's a tie game with five minutes left. Who do you like in those situations? Who has shown an ability to win in those situations? This is the guy that's shown an ability to win in all of those situations. Uh, what is the percent chance that you will have a bet on the New York Jets in week one against the Buffalo Bills, provided things remain static with injuries and such? Uh, well, like, like greater than 50%, I guess. I, I, I like them. I think to me, this is the difference between, okay, like, yeah, I really, I like the Jets this year. I think they are very likely to make the playoffs. I think they have an outside shot of winning the Super Bowl. Kind of so does the market. I mean, like we're all, again, this is, this is the, I'm looking at, it's like a mirror image in terms of win total, odds to win the Super Bowl. I, to me, the Super Bowl price is a little more interesting just because it's, you play it out with every team, right? What's the 10 out of 10 version of this team if everything goes really well? And there are very few teams where like the 10 out of 10 is like, they are the best team in the league. They're the best team in the league. And especially in a league where Kansas City exists to be able to say that. And maybe that's, kind of like, well, Kansas City is always going to be the best team in the league because they have the best player, but Jets upsides to be the best team in the league. And if that's the case, then a long price on Super Bowl isn't bad with the understanding that sometimes Rodgers is cooked and sometimes he'll be bad. Sometimes he won't be, you know, the offense will have trouble scoring and it'll look a little more like last year. But um, yeah, when everything clicks, like they can be the best. And I mean, God, there might only be less than a half dozen teams where that's the case. You better, you better hear it, Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday. Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets, giving you all our thoughts right now on the Jets win total, Jets to win the Super Bowl, upside for the Jets. Not but a little bit of fantasy and prop talk now as it concerns Dalvin Cook signing with Gang Green. Man, 
that Brees Hall injury last year really sucked. And I said it a couple yeah. times, Ken, over the course of last season. And and I'll stand by this. You know, I felt at the time, and we'll see how Brees does in his recovery from, from the torn ACL, right? Players recover differently. I felt like his overall upside, and, I, and this is a fantasy football term I'm going to use, his upside was to be the overall RB1. Like, not the RB1 on his team. Like, the RB1 in the entire National Football League, from like a fantasy perspective, putting up tons of stats, tons of numbers. Like, power, vision, breakaway speed. Speed. You don't have to be a film guy, and I'm not, to watch Brees Hall and like see all these things and like see that this is a really special player. And what a special draft class, right? With Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and Sauce Gardner, like absolutely insane. But clearly, the Jets felt like maybe they felt like they could count on Brees, but it wasn't 100% coming off an injury. And in a year where they're all in, and in a year where Aaron Rodgers deferred like $35 million, he's filthy rich anyway. Like, I, I think this was probably like, let's placate Rodgers a little bit, who has, like I said many times, the type of respect that he has for Dalvin Cook. And it's a hedge against Brees Hall. And it's a really smart, like, team-building move by the Jets to do this. Like, worst-case scenario, Brees is great. And you have Dalvin Cook also as, like, the change of pace back, if that's going to be what it is. And, you know, worst case, Brees isn't what he was until like midway through the year and Dalvin's kind of the 1A. And if like, if Dalvin's the 1A the entire year, if things go south for Brees, you could do a lot worse than that. And then like whoever emerges from like Michael Carter, Sonovan Knight, Israel Abataconda, like you're cooking a little bit here with this New York Jets offense. So I think it makes a ton of sense from like a a team building, like actual real life on field perspective. Fantasy wise, and I know a lot of people have differences of opinions here. Like, I think it kills Brees Hall. Like, I think it kills him. Um, his upside, again, if he were to be fully healthy and the guy was to be top five running back fantasy-wise this year, uh, I think that upside is all but evaporated. I don't care what anyone says, beat reporters, well, the Jets still think Brees Hall's the guy and he's still the one. Really? Then why they pay Dalvin Cook all this money? Like, really? Is that is that what is that people actually think that that's what this is going to be? Dalvin's going to run the ball like five times per game? Absolutely not. Like, no way. So Brees Hall is still worth drafting. You just take him in like the fifth or sixth round now, not the third round. Never, ever in the third or fourth round now. And I'm the biggest Brees Hall fanboy on the planet. I think he's like potential to be the best. You just can't do it. Uh, I'd rather have Brees than Dalvin for fantasy this year. And as we said yesterday on the show, you draft to win your league in December and in the playoffs. And by then, you would think that Brees would be the 1A to Dalvin's 1B. I don't think that's what it's going to be to start the year. But again, you draft to win your league, not to go two, three, and one in September and get patted on the back by all your league mates. So I'd take Brees over Dalvin in fantasy drafts, but you can't take him in like the third or fourth round. You take him now in the fifth or the sixth. That's the Jets part of this. We'll get to Dalvin Cook's yardage prop in a second. But just, Ken, what it means for Miami and Dallas's backfields now. You know, Miami had been rumored to potentially sign Dalvin Cook. Like, they pass on him. Like, that's, like, make no bones about it. Dalvin Cook wanted to sign with the Dolphins. He's from South Florida. He ends up going to the Jets, which means Miami, like, chose not to sign Dalvin Cook, at least at this price tag. To me, what that is is a vote of confidence in what they've already got. Um, and that's Mostert, it's Jeff Wilson, and it's the rookie Devin A. Shane. Now, A. Shane didn't look good in the first preseason game, but you would think if they thought he was going to be a total flop, they would have probably at least like looked more seriously into signing Dalvin Cook. So I think you got to feel good about all three of those Dolphins running backs. All three should be drafted in fantasy. And for Dallas, I still think the Cowboys will end up signing Leonard Fournette, end up bringing a veteran back in. But if they don't, 
Like Tony Pollard's like end of the first round pick in fantasy this year. Gonna be gonna be an absolute beast, Tony Pollard will, with only Malik Davis, Rico Daddle, and five foot five Deuce Vaughn behind him. And maybe Vaughn's like the next Aaron Sproles or the next Maurice Jones Drew, or maybe it's just gonna be Tony Pollard and he's gonna be an absolute monster. So for me, if Dallas doesn't sign someone, Pollard is a first round pick. And I think you feel better about Wilson, Mostert, and A'Shea now with Dalvin Cook signing with the New York Jets. And we can wrap up with this, Ken, betting-wise. Um, there are some sports books that have some Dalvin props listed right now for the season. 600 and a half rushing yards, four and a half touchdowns. He's going to be the 1A in this offense for at least like at least the first month of the season. Even if he's the 1B for more than half the season, I, I would never bet the under on either of these. I don't know that I would rush him to bet the over. Touchdowns I like more than yards here. But, I mean, I'm pretty bullish on Dalvin having a nice statistical season, even with Brees Hall still in the backfield, Devonta Kondo and Michael Carter, and maybe Zonovan Knight if he doesn't get cut. So uh, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, I think both had like four and a half as their touchdown prop in places that I saw. Like, who would you be more confident would get like a, a large number of touchdowns this year on average? Like, not ceiling, but just on average, who do you think would get more? Maybe like a slight lean towards Zeke just because of his like red zone prowess over the years. He's like one of the best like like short yardage hammers we've seen. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and Reese Hall's upside is a lot higher than Ramondre Stevenson's, also. Okay. Picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.